Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialist with an office in Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Let's talk a little bit about some common tax mistakes that you see retirees make uh, and give us some things to uh, be on the radar, you know, be on the lookout for. Okay. Sure. I, I don't see these all the time. It's uh, the first one. Um, you know, it's some of the time maybe but um yeah forgetting uh the required minimum distribution yeah is yeah a, that's my first one. one yeah well the yeah. rmds have well okay so to be fair it used to be fairly easy because it was 70 and a half they right. have made a lot of changes over the last number of years with the secure act updating and things of that nature so i can see where now people might be like okay i'm confused as to what's what right because it's uh was 72 and now it's 73 but if it weren't up to 1960 it's 75 right so they okay. moved it so, all around yeah uh, and what I see is if people do forget, it's an account that they forgot about, you know. Again, one of the benefits of coming through that retirement readiness review is you have, you know, get your stuff organized. And so people are like, oh, I forgot about this account, you know. I haven't got a statement on it for a long time. If you have, let's say, uh, an insurance-based product, you only get a statement once a year. It's pretty easy to forget that. And so many people want to go to electronic statements now. Sometimes you don't even see those. Um, you don't pay attention to them if you have like, a lot of email. So. If you forget them, the penalty was pretty severe. It used to be 50%. Now the government is starting to take that down. They're starting to become a little more generous, I guess, And if you forget them. <laughs> and we have it. This happened to a couple of clients. And what we've done is we just take the minimum distribution that we were supposed to take, send a letter to the IRS with a special form, and kind of fall on the sword. And we're batting uh, 1000 on getting those uh, waived from a penalty standpoint. The government nice. just wants their tax. Right, right. right. Um, but now the thing about with them changing with Secure Act and changing the RMD ages, requirement distribution is RMD, um, is that they've added the qualified charitable distribution to that, which that is great, especially if you are charitable in any way and you have to take a minimum distribution and you don't want the money or don't need the money. Mm -hmm. So there's a way that you can then send your minimum distribution directly to the charity, satisfy the minimum distribution in the eyes of the IRS, but don't pay tax on what you send to the charity, and you still get your standard deduction. So you can really improve your taxes that way by understanding the QCD along with the RMD. So again, not necessarily just forgetting it, but just some other things to think about doing with it as well. So sure. those are certainly some tax mistakes we want to try to clean up. And to your point, yeah, this one doesn't that one doesn't happen quite as often. Uh, but some of these other ones we certainly want to take into account. All of it's a good idea to understand, uh, but certainly working with someone who can help you be as tax efficient as possible is a good idea also. So the next one is not understanding Social Security taxation. Um, you know, many of us still get a little diluted and and we're like, hey, we, we pay taxes on the money when we got it. You know, when we, we first put it into FICA, uh, what is this about, you know, later on? But it is possible. So it is possible if, if you have things set up correctly. And again, if all you're having is Social Security as a retirement income source, 
you won't pay tax on it because that's your only income, just Social Security. Now, if you were to work part-time, that could cause your Social Security to become taxable. Withdrawals from qualified plans, like an IRA, a 401k, a pension, all that can cause that Social Security to become taxable. There's a scale to it. So the calculation is for provisional income is what's called. It's one half of your Social Security plus all other sources of income, including tax-exempt interest. So some people think, I'll just buy tax-exempt bonds. I want to pay tax. That's true until you're on Social Security. Because you're on Social Security, that could cause your Social Security to become taxable, something that people miss. So you take all that. If it goes over 35000 if you're married, filing jointly, your Social Security starts becoming taxable. It goes over 42000 it's up to 85%. But it's not 100% taxable. It's only up to 85%. But the thing to think about is I show people when we look at, okay, they want to do a Roth conversion. They want to take a withdrawal from the IRA. Okay, if not much of their Social Security is taxable before they do the withdrawal, more of it does become taxable. So we look at the tax they're going to pay on the distribution from that IRA and then the additional Social Security that becomes taxable. And so what it looks like is you're paying way more taking money out of the IRA than if you didn't. So as long as you're aware of it, that's the most important thing. When people get, get their, grinds their gears or gets, their, gets them upset is they do something financially, let's say in like now, August, right? But right. you don't see the tax form for that until February of the next year. And then all of a sudden like, oh, gosh, I didn't want to pay that much. Well, guess what? Too late. Yeah. So what we always like to do is show people, okay, if we do this, put it into our system. This is ballparking it, We're getting you close. We're not getting back to the actual penny value of what the tax will be, but this is what you're looking at. So they can make an intelligent decision. And not a whole lot of financial advisors do that. I, probably 95% of them don't, maybe even higher than that, don't. Wow. Because it takes time. It takes skill. It takes knowledge to do that. And they don't want to do that. <laughs> so... Um, or maybe they're not allowed to. Uh, I would say depending for, on what their their right. designation is and stuff, so on. Yeah, definitely could be. So I mean, yeah, it's you know many times we get questions like, well, my you know my financial professional only talks to me about you know X, but never Y or Z, whatever those things might be, and that's the reason you want to be working with a, a planner that truly covers all of the ground. And this is one of the things that Eric and his team talk a lot about and strategize and plan on a lot is taxation. So let's keep going here on some retired tax mistakes. Um, This one, maybe not as big the last number of years, Eric, but it could come back again, but just overlooking tax deductions. Yeah. Seeing what may be deductible or or would be maybe bunching deductions. Let's say uh, one year that you've had a lot of um, medical going on. Okay. So your medical's up high. It's going above that threshold, seven and a half percent of your income. So now it's starting to become a deduction. Well, maybe to push that up, maybe you make uh, two years worth of contributions, charitable contributions in one year and then not the next year. So now you're up above that standard deduction. You get the higher one. The next year you get the standard. So just understanding where you are. But it is difficult for people to itemize these days because standard deduction is so high, especially in retirement. I mean, for 2023, a married couple over age 65, your standard deduction is 30700 That's a pretty high bar, especially since you have what's called the SALT limitation, state and local taxes. So it's your property taxes plus state income tax that you're paying and any local tax that you pay. That's capped at 10000 So again, if you got 30700 as a standard, you lop off ten. that means you have to have 20700 in medical expenses 
mortgage interest, which most people at 65 don't have a mortgage, um, or charitable contributions, right? Yeah. So those are only the areas where you can do that. So if you have a lot of medical, maybe you want to do a little extra charity to get above that to make it deductible, all kinds of things. But just understanding, then making a detailed decision from there. Okay. Capital gains, not considering these, uh, certainly could be a tax mistake issue. Right, because capital gains is taxed differently than ordinary income taxes. And this is, again, why I tell people when they first retire, they have the most control over their tax than they've ever had. So let's say that you reach retirement and you haven't turned on Social Security, you haven't turned on a pension, you haven't taken any money out of anywhere, and you have stocks that you've had for a long time, and the reason you never sold them is because of capital gains tax. Well, if all you were to sell is those stocks, depending on how much capital gain you have, your capital gains rate could be zero. If you're on the 10 or 12% tax step and the capital gain doesn't put you over that, then your capital gains rate is zero. So imagine paying zero cap. When's the last time you paid zero on selling any kind of an investment where you had a gain in it? <laughs> when I had my lemonade stand? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unreported income. Um, or out of a Roth, okay? okay so right. this is why people are kind of just, just absolutely shocked that, okay, you know, because if you have a stock, let's say it was, you know, it's worth $100,000, but half of it is gain, half of it is cost. The cost is not taxable. You just pay tax along the way on that cost. And every time you reinvest a dividend, that goes into that cost basis. So let's say you have $50,000 capital gain, and that's all that you took out. You had no other income coming in, whether from any of the other sources. Well, if you're married filing jointly, you're way underneath the 12% tax bracket. So that $100,000 that you got, you get to keep all of it. Nice. No tax. Nice. Yeah. So, so you got to think about these things. You've got exactly. to strategize, and you got to be working with somebody who is pointing them out to you. Uh, let's do one more, and then we'll jump out and take a break here in a second. Not utilizing tax advantaged accounts properly. What are we talking about? Well, there's basically three buckets or three tax taxable accounts, right? You got taxable money, which is accounts that generate tax every year. Your savings, your CDs, um, brokerage accounts. Those have a 1099 every year. They create tax every year. Tax-deferred accounts, IRAs, 401Ks, 403Bs, those types of things. You're going to pay tax when you pull that out, but not until you're forced to take it out, which would be that minimum distribution age we talked about earlier. And then you have tax-free accounts, Roth, Roth 401K, Roth Qualified Plan, whatever it is. So people think I go from one bucket to the next one to the next one. No, you kind of can ladle out of all three to manage your tax bracket efficiently. Remember I mentioned earlier about the standard deduction. So let's say you take enough out of your IRA that the standard deduction wipes it away, then everything else you back fill in with a Roth or maybe a capital gain to see if you pay the least amount of tax. So mm-hmm. those are strategies that you want to work with someone in a plan because, again, when you first retire, the most control you've had over your taxes your entire working life. So get it right, pay less tax, enjoy more income for you, Less income you have to take, too, right? Because yeah. if you don't have to give the government 20%, you don't have to take out as much. That's nice. It makes it last longer. So it's always good if you can lower your tax rate in retirement. And we can help you do that. We'll show you in the Retirement Readiness Review how we can make that happen. Just give us a call at 515-226-1500. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.